What's up, everybody? I am Wyatt, and welcome to Cinema Trip Reviews. If you're new to the channel, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Trip Reviews. Also, wherever you get your podcast, drop in and leave us a good review there. Today on the show, we're talking about Evil Dead Rise. It just came out over this past weekend. Uh, I am a huge fan of the Evil Dead series. I mean, I have all of them here except for the 2013 one. I do have that one. I just didn't have room to put it up here for everybody to see. Um, I am a big fan of that one as well. If you haven't already, go back and watch our Evil Dead reviews. We have one video containing the reviews of Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. Me and Alex and Vernon sat down and watched them all and decided to put out a review. That was That's like a couple years old now, but it's a goodie. Go check that one out. I absolutely love Evil Dead. I've uh, I've long loved it since I was a kid, since I was, you know, way too young to be watching those movies. Um, I actually recently went and saw an Evil Dead screening hosted by Bruce Campbell over about a week and a half ago, which is awesome. If you get a chance to go see the Bruce Arama tour, definitely go check it out. It was amazing. I really have had my eye on this movie for a while now. For those who aren't new to the channel, you may have saw my trailer reaction whenever it originally dropped. I've been trying to stay away from everything since then as far as like promotional material or other trailers and stuff like that because I've been wanting to be surprised by this movie. I wanted to go in kind of fresh. Lo and behold, that first trailer they released had a lot of the huge pieces and a lot of stuff that you remember from the movie in it. So, I mean, I know I've kind of beaten this dead horse into the ground, but I am so sick of these these movie trailers spoiling a majority of the movie in like two and a half minutes. You get to see a lot of the cool stuff in the trailer that you be that you want to see fresh in the movie itself. And not only that, it does show you some stuff that you're get excited for and it just doesn't really live up to your expectations from the trailer itself. And I'll get to that then. Um, I will be going into like a non-spoiler review here before I get into spoilers. Um, but I will let everybody know when I'm about to talk about some spoilers. Now, this movie is directed by Lee Cronin. I didn't get to watch his first movie. I believe it was called like A Hole in the Ground or something like that. I did watch the trailer for it, but with everything going on, I just haven't had time to watch it at all. But I do know that the franchise was in good hands here because everybody from like all the originals are kind of returning and have their fingerprints all over the movie. Like as far as Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, Rob Talbert, everybody that was involved with those original movies have their hand in this one as far as like producing and executive producing and kind of guiding the way uh, with Lee Cronin there. Apparently Sam Raimi has like an evil dead Bible. He's kind of giving to these new directors kind of let, uh, like a blueprint in a way. This is what an evil dead means. And this is what evil dead movies need to have in it. So, I mean, who knows? I'm sure with the success of this one, we'll be getting a lot more evil deads here down the line. So the basic gist of the movie here, uh, you follow Beth, played by Lily Sullivan, who is like a guitar tech for a band. She's going through, you know, some, you know, life problems. She decides to drop in and pay her sister a visit, played by Alyssa Sutherland, whose name is Ellie in the movie. She is by far the standout of this movie itself. Alyssa Sutherland is absolutely amazing. Of course, in her regular performance, and of course, as everybody knows, if you watch the trailer or have seen any promotional material, she is like the main deadite, the main antagonist of the movie itself. And she is absolutely fantastic. She tears scenes up, man. She's, she's fucking awesome. And she's gnarly in this movie as well. She goes and visits her, of course, as everybody knows who, you know, 
has watched Evil Dead, any of these Evil Dead movies, they do come into possession of the Necronomicon or the Book of the Dead. Of course, you end up reading it. In this case, they have a vinyl album that they play, and it's it, they read it over the vinyl album. I don't know who pressed this wax. I don't know where, where it came from. Maybe that's a, a story for another day. But it's pretty interesting. They they incorporated a lot of new things into this movie that we haven't seen before. Of course, num- numero uno, taking it out of the woods in the cabin setting and putting it in a, a Los Angeles high-rise apartment building, which in a way it kind of feels sim- similar because for a majority of the movie, you are just kept in that one apartment. It's one, you're not going between levels really much. You're staying in that one apartment. So it kind of feels claustrophobic a little bit like a cabin in a way. You're not going to really be going too far. But of course, as a high rise, they do kind of explore the rest of the building a little bit throughout the rest of the movie though. But I really enjoyed a lot of the new stuff they kind of brought to the table. One of my complaints is they didn't really utilize it enough. Um, I mean, they have this whole high-rise building. You you spend a majority of it in the apartment, which I kind of understand. But once you leave that apartment, you don't really get much else. I mean, you have really three set pieces. You have the apartment itself. You have the hallway that's connected to the apartment. And then you have straight down at the bottom you have like the parking garage that's about it you're not really going anywhere else i feel like you could have really had a lot more room to explore there they just chose not to and once we get into spoilers i kind of have something else connected to that as well after coming out of the movie fresh i really enjoyed it i i i wouldn't say i put this up there as a top evil dead movie by any means i myself would rank 2013 evil dead Above this one, I really enjoyed 2013. I think 2013 has everything this movie lacks. And I think there's there's some stuff in this that stick out more than 2013 as well. But overall, after having like almost a week to sit on the movie and kind of think about it, my opinion really has, has kind of declined a bit. And before I go into everything else, I want to say... There's not a bad movie in this Evil Dead franchise. I love all of these movies. I really enjoyed Evil Dead Rise. But Evil Dead Rise probably has the the most flaws out of the other Evil Dead movies itself. I had the most problems with it. This is an Evil Dead movie. I mean, you have a lot of the the you know twisty camera angles that is that like Sam Raimi is known for. Those are incorporated in here. Um, a lot of the gross out stuff that that Evil Dead is known for is in this as well. But I feel like this movie doesn't take it far enough as far as an Evil Dead movie. I feel like, I've said this about the, I believe, Scream 6. This movie doesn't really have any balls to it. I mean, it it has a couple little gnarly moments, but nothing anywhere close to, like, Evil Dead 2013. Hell, some of it's not even close to some of the other Evil Dead stuff in, like, Ashley vs. Evil Dead or anything. There's a couple, you know, like, oh, whoa, what happened here? But I feel like a lot of it, it felt like kind of like a neutered Evil Dead in a way. I mean, there is buckets of blood in this. There's There are people covered in blood in it. But as far as like the mayhem and the gore and, and some kills or what you would expect from an Evil Dead movie, it's just it's just not there. And it's it feels weird, especially after watching the trailer, you, you get hyped up. You're like, oh, all right. Oh, shit. This is going to be an intense Evil Dead movie. This is going to be amazing. But when it comes to get, you know, down and dirty when it comes to the, some of the deadite stuff, the deadite mayhem, 
it, it just kind of sits there and teases you a little bit. It teases you like it's going to do one thing and then it kind of pulls back or it cuts away, which we are just not used to as Evil Dead fans. We are not used to cutting away from the mayhem and the violence and the gore. We we want to see it. That's what, I mean, that's what a lot of Evil Dead fans are there for. They want to see some of this gnarly, crazy stuff. But I just feel like it didn't go far enough or it was just underwhelming, like I mentioned before. Specifically, they, they kind of did it in the marketing and the promotion. They kind of made a huge thing out of the cheese grater. I mean, they were giving like little cheese grater and like red gummies of flesh out at like some of the premieres and some of these events that like Lee Cronin and Bruce Campbell and stuff were going to. They made a huge thing out of this, even in like some of the marketing with like the cheese grater. It goes by like that, the cheese grater scene. It's it's not it's only like a, a couple seconds and it's not nearly as gnarly as you think it's going to be very overhyped, very underwhelmed. But like in the trailer, you've seen like the tattoo gun close to the eyeball. You've seen like the wine glass. You've seen a couple other things that, you know, all right, this could be very gnarly. What, what in the world are they going to do with some of these objects? And they just don't do enough with them. There's just nothing, nothing really there. That's exciting. They, they kind of tease you and then they pull back or the else they cut away. And that's just not evil dead. They just don't go far enough with this. Um, I'm not going to sit here and just completely rag on the movie at all because there is a lot of good things to say about it. There's a lot of inventive, creative like camera work in it. There's a lot of decent direction done by Lee Cronin in this movie. Specifically, one of the ones that stands out to me is the you know the peephole in the door. There's a camera in that peephole that that you know watches everything that goes on in that hallway, all the mayhem and stuff that's going on with the mom in that hallway. You get to see it through that peephole. And it's just a, an interesting, different viewpoint that, that we're not used to seeing in these movies or in movies in general. You don't really get to see a lot of peephole action, I guess. It was used creatively in this movie. Uh, I really dug that aspect of it. And there was some decent effects in the movie overall. Uh, I feel like they used a little more CGI than I expected there be, especially, you know, after seeing... I mean, I'm, I'm, I know I'm making comparisons with 2013, but it's hard not to, especially after seeing the trailer going into this. It wanted, it, it, and especially in the movie itself, it kind of gives you that 2013 feel a little bit, a little bit. It definitely wants to go more of a serious horror kind of element to it, more so than the jokey slapstick uh, comedy of Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi. It's going into a more serious tone. They do have like little, like I wouldn't say funny moments but there's there's a couple moments throughout that are like feel weird and feel like they're thrown in there and kind of are feel out of place for the tone that they're trying to set throughout the rest of the movie it seems like they kind of tried to do some of those jokey things it just it didn't play well especially with everything else that was going on in the movie but the effects in evil dead 2013 were damn near all practical. I mean, they they are touched up with some CGI here and there. For, for the most part, they are all practical. In this, they do have some practical effects in there, but there is a lot more CG than what I than what at least what I noticed in the 2013 one. Some of the practical effects in the movie are pretty decent, but a lot of the CGI it's just it seems weird and off and it's a little off-putting. And also as kind of weird and off-putting, there's a couple little callbacks and easter eggs through some of the past movies that are in here whether it's a line that somebody says or it's something in the background that you see some of it works some of it doesn't some of it's like uh, all right did you really did you really have to throw that in there but let's talk about some of the stuff that that really works with the movie and like i'm and i'm gonna go back to what i mentioned before and that is Alyssa sutherland as ellie she is phenomenal 
as that once she turns into the deadite as the deadite mom, she says some some creepy and dark shit to her children through this movie. And you're like, damn, she she means business. And she definitely toys with with these these her victims a lot more than where I feel like we're used to because some of the other movies, they do toy with them and then they get right down to it. They're trying to, you know, slaughter and kill. She kind of, you know, fucks with them a little bit, says some gnarly things, toys with them a bit. And then she kind of goes in for the kill. Something happens and then it kind of moves on to the next set piece. But for the whole majority of the movie, she is the driving force of it. Now, Lily Sutherland plays Beth, which is Ellie's sister in the movie. She is the other main character. She is the one that is... Since Ellie turned, she's the one that has to step up and protect these kids and try to get them out and, and or destroy the evil force that's, you know, you know, de- killing everybody in this building. Uh, she is pretty good in the movie. She doesn't have nearly as much to do as as Ellie's character in the movie when, you know, going from a normal mom to a crazed out psycho deadite that's just trying to murder everybody in sight. But I feel like as her character arc from the beginning of the movie where she comes to her sister with a life problem, she doesn't know what's going to happen. She, she's very confused. She's very down. She doesn't she doesn't know what to do. By the end of the movie, you feel like she has she has a purpose. You feel like it does kind of have a character arc to it because she has to protect these children. She has to kind of guide them. She has to be that leader. Uh, she has to kind of be their mom in a way, uh, but she learns and grows from everything that happens in the course of this hour and a half. And by the end of it, I feel like she is a different person. She feels she comes out of it with confidence that she can overcome anything. And I feel like as far as a main character, it does exactly what it needs to do. Now, to the other characters, which are the kids of the movie, they're pretty decent overall. The the young girl. Usually with young kids in these kind of movies or horror movies, they, they have a tendency to be annoying or, you know, screaming or crying all the time. I didn't have any problems with the children in this movie. The little girl actually did a really good job. None of these kids really came off annoying at all. I feel like the kids are kind of what held back the movie a little bit in a way, not because of their acting or their characters itself, but because I feel like that's what, maybe cause them to pull back on some of the violence and some of that stuff is because a lot of it is happening or trying to happen to these kids. You know, and a lot of the movie, you know, companies and, you know, people that are distributing these don't want to have see kids slaughtered on a movie. So, I mean, I feel like maybe that's a reason why they had to kind of pull back on some of these things. So maybe that wasn't the right direction. Maybe they should have made a couple of these characters older or old enough to do something else. And maybe have just one younger kid. I don't know. I feel like they could have did it a little differently. But I feel like having three kids are really what kind of held back from this movie. Really going balls out and going, you know, full mayhem. They really did a good job for what they were given. And I feel like you had a genuine belief that they were siblings. They had that, like, you know, fighting with each other. And then they were able to come together and actually show that, you know, they did love each other uh, in certain spots. As a script, it did what it needed to do with the characters. Um, I just feel like as an Evil Dead movie, it didn't go as far as it needed to go, especially after the last movie being like the 2013 Evil Dead and then the Ash vs. Evil Dead series, which did a lot of crazy fucked up shit as well. 
This movie didn't really go far enough with that. But I really enjoyed the movie overall, though. I am going to get in some spoilers here before we go. So if anybody hasn't seen the movie, you may want to click off of this. And after you go see the movie, come right back and finish the rest of this video here. This is really where I'm going to dive into some of the problems that I talked about before. And I talked about some of the stuff I liked that I couldn't really talk about before. So one of the new things I really dug about this, this movie was towards the end of the movie, they did something that hasn't been done. Uh, in any of the Evil Dead movies, and you you get a kind of a hint of it in the Book of the Dead earlier in the movie, but you actually get to see it for the most part. But after everything's all said and done towards the end of the movie, two of the three kids are turned, then they start combining into the mother, and it makes one big deadite ball with arms and legs. You don't really get to see much of the whole thing. In general, you get to see kind of glimpses of it because they wanted to hide, I'm sure, some of the, the practical or some of the CGI effects. For the most part, it was a really cool idea. I don't think it lived up to what it could have done. I mean, they have the elevator scene that's filling up with blood, which was super cool, but and then you have the arms coming down through the ceiling trying to grab them. But once you get to the end inside of the parking garage, you're playing this cat and mouse kind of thing. She's going around a car and it's kind of chasing her. She's trying to open the, the gate to get out and it, and it shuts. It's very, it's very anticlimactic at the end, especially after building up what this monster is. All it, all it does is kind of just chase her around and then is trying to push her into that grinder that's conveniently in the parking garage. And the kid helps her save the day and the thing gets grinded up. There's really no like action set piece with this thing. There's really no like any scenes of it actually going out and like ripping people apart or anything super cool. It's just kind of there as a monster to chase her or like as a final boss in the movie, I guess. I feel like it really wasn't utilized up to its potential. You didn't really get a good enough look at it, I feel. You got to see the three hedge, which was kind of cool, I guess. But for the most part, I feel like they could have did a lot more stuff with that. And speaking of missed opportunities, you have like four or five other characters that live on the same floor as this woman and her family. And they get taken out in one fail swoop. You and like I mentioned earlier, you have the peephole scene of the mom in the hallway. She goes back and forth and is just murdering people off camera, some on camera, murdering them in this hallway and taking out. And then you get teased. That's the worst part at you get teased at the end as you know, Beth is trying to get the little girl out. They're, they're trying to get out of the apartment building, get to safety. And as they're leaving, all the dead bodies start waking up and they're deadites. And they start saying, you know, dead by dawn, you know, the evil dead two shit going. To, and it was super cool. And this movie is so loud and it was awesome. The dead by dawn, dead by dawn. It was awesome. That's one of the callbacks I really enjoyed. But you get teased because they're wake, they wake up and they're deadites. But then you don't see them through the rest of the movie. And... One thing I was kind of hoping was going to happen in Evil Dead Rise, you know, all the way up to its release, it's in a high-rise apartment building. I was expecting to see other members of this apartment building, other residents, turning into deadites and coming after these, these people in this building or, you know, going after each other. You don't get any of that. You really stick with this family and their mom as the antagonist for the most part, through a majority of this movie. I mean, a couple of the kids turn into deadites and they do become antagonists as well, but it's a majority of this movie is based solely around that family, which is okay to a point, but when you're introducing four or five other characters and they just kind of get they get just thrown around in one scene and they're dead and they, they come back at the very end of the movie just to have a callback to an older movie, 
it it's completely wasted potential. You had so much you could have done with this. You could have had Beth mowing down all of these deadites with that chainsaw at the end instead of just sticking it into the the big, you know, morphous blob of, you know, deadites at the end. You could have had her going around murdering all of these deadites, taking them out one by one or something. Something awesome. You could have had an action-packed ending of this movie. Balls to the wall, awesome. Goriness. It could have been like a dead alive type situation. Uh, or brain dead, as it's as it's also titled. You could have had something like that, but you went out on a kind of a very anticlimactic situation with that new creature that you really didn't do much with. It's such a huge wasted opportunity in this. And that's really what I keep going back to. That's really what holds this movie down for me. And I, to be honest, I really enjoyed this movie overall. I really enjoyed it. But a lot of what I mentioned really holds it down and puts it down there as probably the weakest Evil Dead entry, in my opinion. But for the most part, I really enjoyed it just because of kind of the way it was laid out. You get invested with these characters. You really like that mom, and then she turns, but then you really like her for a different reason. She's just so, she's so different than what we've seen before. You know, they focus so much on her, and she has, she's saying so much dark shit to her children, you know, who, who she, through the, the small time you have with her before she's a deadite, she shows how much she loves her children and how much she cares for them and she's trying to get out. You find out she's a single mother and everything. So for her to turn and trying to murder her babies, it's way darker and way deeper than anything else that's in these Evil Dead movies. So there's that connection there that kind of that helps it out a little bit. But it's held down by the ending and what they could have done with some of the other set and some of the other pieces of the movie itself. And speaking of, there is one thing that I haven't talked about so far in my review, and that is the very beginning and the very end, which are completely separate from everything else that you see in this movie. And you may have seen this in the trailers as well, which is like a cabin scene, which is a little different from the original Evil Dead. This one is not as a creepy scene. This is actually kind of a peaceful looking cabin. Uh, but you do have kind of like a pre-movie movie here a little bit. You have a couple of friends at a cabin that is set up. And of course, one of them turns into a deadite in a very creepy scene, but also kind of calls back to the original Evil Dead where she has the t- uh, the cards and she's doing the ESP and she's like the queen of spades, jack of hearts, some I forget what the exact quote is. You know what I'm talking about though, where she's... This deadite is reading line for line from this book this other girl is reading without looking at it. And it's it's a very creepy scene. It's very effective. We see the kills that, that happens in it in the trailer. So I wasn't surprised by that. Uh, the next part where it's like out on the dock and she the dude like goes in the water and it's like a Jaws situation. <laughs> and she throws the head dude's head up onto the dock. A little weird. The head was a little cheesy. Um, but that title screen may have been one of the best title screens in all of the Evil Dead franchise with her rising up out of the water and you get the title rising up in the background with her. That was absolutely amazing. I love the title drop. I just didn't like everything else really about it. I mean, I like the creepiness of what the Deadite was doing, but I feel like it's so jarring to have a completely separate scene at the beginning of this movie that wraps right back around at the end that doesn't involve any characters from the main movie, you know? I feel like 
I know what they were trying to do with it. It just didn't work for me. It just felt weird. Especially at the end where you go off on that note with, you know, Beth saves a day. She, her and the little kid are covered in blood. You know, they're kind of walking out of the parking garage into the sunset. She saved the day. You should be going to credits there. But then the girl that comes down from the apartment who somehow didn't know what happened at all whatsoever. And then she, you know, goes to the cabin and everything. And that's what sets up the beginning of the movie. I just feel like the ending there just doesn't do anything at all for me. I mean, the beginning, okay, I can buy into it, I guess, if that's all there is. But you kind of already had that book end there, and then you just tack on a cheap, not even a jump scare, and it's not even very effective with the, you know the the POV demon flying around. It just felt very cheap and weird at the very end. I don't know. It sounds like I have a lot of problems. It sounds like I hate this movie, but I promise you I enjoyed it. Bruce Campbell does make a cameo of it. He he has a voice on the you know the vinyl record that they listen to uh, to, to you know bring out the Evil Dead or the the Deadites themselves. You don't get to see him in the movie at all. There's a lot of different callbacks, not just to the Evil Dead franchise, but other horror movies in general. There's two that I saw that reminded me straight from Hereditary, directed by Ari Aster. There's one Shining reference, specifically the blood elevator, you know, opening up and just blood flying everywhere. There's a couple other, you know, Evil Dead references in there as well. Like I mentioned before, some work, some do not. I did enjoy the movie as much as I seem to be kind of ragging on it or hating on it. I just love this franchise, and I just... I see the potential in this movie. There was a lot of potential there that they just, for some reason, they didn't capitalize on it. And like I mentioned, I don't know if it's because they had children, like kids in the movie or if they didn't have enough budget for it. But I feel like they, 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 there was a, a lot of stuff they could have done with this that they just chose not to do. And they kind of went bare bones with it, especially as far as going as you know doing some creative kills or going out and doing some stuff that other stuff that we haven't seen before because there is a lot of stuff in this movie that we have seen before whether it is any of in the evil dead universe or just in general there is a lot of stuff we have seen in this movie before uh, one of the callbacks i really didn't like was there is an eyeball that gets you know popped out and shot into somebody's mouth very reminiscent to like evil dead 2 and i believe sam raimi does it in like uh Drag Me to Hell, I believe he does it in that one as well. This one, it doesn't work at all because, like I mentioned before, it's a, it's a very comedic element to have an eyeball shot out into someone's mouth and they start choking comedically. Where the rest of the movie, it doesn't have any of those elements. It's a very serious, you know, dark tone to the movie. And you just have some of those weird, you know, slapsticky comedic elements feel very off-putting and very weird and jarring and it just didn't work for me at all and especially like the cg and like the effects in that scene it just very felt it felt very weird and awkward as well but overall i really did enjoy the movie i do have a lot of problems with it it's definitely not a perfect movie by any means it's not anywhere near the rest of the evil dead movies but i did enjoy it i still think it's one of the most solid franchises out of all the horror franchises overall because this is a good movie um, it just doesn't stand up to any of the other evil deads i actually can't wait to go back and give this one a second watch once it comes out on blu-ray here i'm definitely going to scoop that at it to the collection of all my other evil dead stuff but for those who did see the movie, tell me what you liked or didn't like about the movie in the comments. I would love to know your opinion. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Go check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Trip Reviews. Go check us out wherever you get your podcasts. We're available everywhere. Drop in and leave us a good review there. And we'll see everybody next week.